Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The EEOC files suit over COVID religious discrimination. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. This is a significant development, Holly. This is the mm -hmm. Federal Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, also known as the EEOC, has now filed two lawsuits recently against private companies, both of which failed to grant employee religious exemptions from the COVID-19 shot. Recently, the EEOC sued two companies under Title VII of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, claiming that they violated federal law by refusing to accommodate the sincerely held religious beliefs of employees and not letting them opt out of the shop mandates. No, this is great news. As you recall, during the COVID shop mandates, our phones and our emails were just flooded with people desperate for help, many of which we did send to the EEOC for help. They had stated guidelines, which they were doing. Well, they have to go there yeah. as a prerequisite to file a Title VII. Right. That's the uh, requirement. And the EEOC the can can either give you a right to sue letter, which they do in most cases, mm -hmm. rather than file suit on their own. But in this case, they chose to file their own lawsuit on behalf of these employees. Right. So this is great news that they actually took action upon themselves. That's right. In fact, so the lawsuit is against the Arkansas-based Hanks Furniture, which is a retail home furniture store with locations across four states, and Cleveland-based healthcare provider United Health Services. Uh, each company denied one of their employees a religious exemption and later fired them for not complying with the company's shop mandate. And let me just say the ridiculousness of this, in the particular case of the United Health Services, this one employee worked at home, mm -hmm. did not come in contact with other employees, had no duties requiring on-site or face-to-face -face interaction, they still fired this person for not getting the shot. Yeah, this person was a remote employee. This is ridiculous. But this is how ridiculous it is across the country. And, and we, we saw this all the time. Yeah, we talked to a lot of people that were in the same situation. We talked to people who they were assigned to work from home. They were mm -hmm. doing that before COVID. They worked out of their house. They didn't travel. Uh, they weren't like door-to-door uh, -door salespeople. They didn't have to travel. They did all of their work out of their home. But all of a sudden, because of this virus comes up, they have to get a shot. <laughs> and they had it's to. Just, so, it's ludicrous. You, so, I mean, this goes to show you how ludicrous mm -hmm. we just went through this incredible tyranny. Nightmare. And it's, yeah. you know, not gone for many people. They're no. still suffering from it. So, here, United Health Services said everyone has to get the COVID shot. Okay. So, you've got this one employee that says, um, but. I have a religious objection to it. I have a sincerely held religious belief, and those beliefs broke down into a couple of different ways. One, they didn't want to have anything associated with aborted fetal cells, and all of these were tested or developed using aborted fetal cell lines. Or two, uh, in addition or separate from that, 
they didn't want to put something in their body that could harm it because their body is the temple of God. Because they wanted to protect it. experimental something in their bodies. It was mRNA that <laughs> right. had never been done before. It wasn't the typical dead or weakened virus. It hadn't been properly tested. Uh, they knew people who were getting injured or they saw things on the VAERS uh, site from the CDC that people were having adverse events. They didn't want to harm their body. And so this person requested a religious accommodation, but then United Health Services said, no, you have to get it anyway. Well, wait, well, wait a minute. I, I don't even come into the office. I work from home. Um, I don't even go out. I don't deal with customers except by phone or maybe by the internet. I don't think the virus goes to the phone. <laughs> well, you still need to get the COVID shot. I mean, look how ridiculous that is. Right. And no, I can't do that. I won't do that. That violates my religious accommodation. That's a very simple no-brainer. How can you accommodate somebody like that? Well, it's so, oh, yeah, you work from home? You don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out that accommodation. Well, yeah. All right. You can just continue to work from home like you mm -hmm, have been before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No problem. You don't need the shot. No, United Health Services took the unbelievable position, and they're not alone, by the way. And this is ironic, too. I mean, just listen to the name, United Health Services. <laughs> Well, they're not alone in this absurd position because we encountered many similar situations with other employers. Mm -hmm. um, and we encountered all kinds of abuse. So they fired this person. The EEOC uh, complaint was filed by the individual because that's your first step. You always have to file the EEOC mm -hmm. in order to exhaust your administrative remedies. Then you can eventually raised Title VII, the Federal 1964 Civil Rights Act, covering employment, saying that employers cannot discriminate on the count of religion. So the EEOC looked at it, and they said, you know what, let's uh, try to resolve this. That's what they typically do with United. They give a form, and United has to respond to the complaint. United responded. The EEOC began to, as they do in these cases when they want to get involved, uh, they want to try to arbitrate it. Obviously, United didn't want to resolve it, and so the EEOC filed a federal lawsuit. Hanks Furniture is something very similar. You got Hanks Furniture. In fact, one of our um, individuals just recently sent me an article. Uh, there's a Hanks Furniture in the Panhandle of Florida. It's a national chain. It's in four different states, including Florida. And so this Cleveland-based, uh, or this, I should say, Arkansas-based Furniture company did the same thing. And what they did was what many of these companies did, and that is they would not even consider, they would not even consider or listen to an employee who has a religious accommodation request. But Title VII requires employers to make reasonable accommodations for religious employees unless the accommodation pre presents an undue hardship on the employer. And the EEOC in these cases said that these companies could have exempted their employees without suffering any, quote-unquote, undue hardship. I mean, for goodness sake, the one employee worked at home. Supreme Court uh, issued a 9-0 to decision in Groff versus DeJoy uh, just uh, in June, and that was a Title VII case. That goes back to 1977. And back then, the decade of the 70s was a very liberal activist mm -hmm. court. That's where you have Lemon versus Kurtzman that did terrible damage to the First Amendment. Roe v. Wade, 1973, 
Then you also have this TWA versus Hardison Title VII case. And what the Supreme Court did back then was say, well, an employer can satisfy an undue hardship on the context of religious discrimination if they show that they have to expend de minimis amounts of money. So minimal, just small amounts of money to accommodate somebody, then that's an undue hardship. Well, that weakened the Title VII with regards to religion. And so the U.S. Supreme Court this year, 9-0, to zero, overturned that decision and said, no, you've got to show a lot more than that for undue hardship. So the Title VII is now back to where it was when it was originally passed, and religion is no longer an orphan under Title VII. So the EEOC actually pointed this out. They actually said that the uh, Supreme Court overturned Groff. Uh, they also indicated that uh, these employers could have made reasonable accommodations uh, and that would it, not, it would not have been an undue hardship on the businesses to grant these accommodations. And therefore, by not doing so, they are in violation of Title VII. So this is a good resolution. It's not over with. The lawsuit's just beginning. But, you know, when you have uh, EEOC coming after you like this, this is a good sign. This is something that we've been working about and, and with for several years. It sure is. The Liberty Council was on the front lines at the very beginning uh, defending. We still are defending people in the context of military and employment and schools and organ transplants. Many of those cases are resolving. Uh, some of those are still going on. But we were there by ourselves for months and months. Oh, yeah. And finally, I think a couple other decided to jump in the pool after we started. But God just put that before us, and, and we took it on. But, you know, the bottom line is people should never have to choose between their faith, their, their relationship with the Lord, and their job. That That's a unnegotiable. That's not negotiable, and that's what was happening. And there was so much abuse that was taking place. I mean, when you go back and you try to analyze it, it makes you scratch your head. How could people be so duped? so massively so, as we saw during the COVID nonsense and the COVID tyranny. Well, this is a good development. The EOC is finally getting involved. Uh, it took a while to get this train moving, but it looks like it's finally moving. And I think this sends a very powerful message to the employers that they must be conscious and accommodate people's individual religious accommodations. They can't just simply ignore them across the board. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.